All right, the Sword of Sports podcast, episode 85. And uh, I just wanted to get into this before we got into anything else, just because um, it was a very tragic thing that happened. Um, yesterday, during the Kansas City Chiefs uh, victory, Super Bowl victory celebration parade, uh, there was a large shooting. Uh, well, like not a large shooting. There was a shooting in a large crowd, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, it said... Um, I just read on CNN that um, the shooting left one person dead and more than 20 injured. So um, just a terrible thing that went on yesterday. And um, they haven't um, completely released. They detained three people. Um, I'm sure it's an ongoing thing. I'm obviously not the most informed. But um, I just I felt like I needed to say something. Usually I avoid, you know, terrible news like that. But I just felt it would be weird for me to avoid it when the entire podcast is going to be ta- me talking about um the Super Bowl so it was it was just a little odd um for me to ignore it so I was just I was just addressing that obviously um that did happen and that's um pretty terrible thing so um just uh thoughts and prayers out to all the families that were in attendance so all right. Um, I ne- I don't think I've ever started off a podcast with a more um, somber note than that. So, uh, let's let's move into the actual Super Bowl itself. So the game was uh, completely opposite of what I thought was going to happen. I talked that the Chiefs were going to go up big, and the Niners are trying to make it interesting there in the third quarter, and then the Chiefs would um, continue on uh, in the fourth quarter and end up coming back. Oh wait! Oh my gosh. The Chiefs would continue on, build more of their lead. Niners would not come back, and that would be the end of the Super Bowl. Chiefs would go up early. Niners make it interesting in the third quarter. Chiefs stomp on their throats in the fourth. And that is not what happened at all. Uh, The Niners went up early. Niners went up 10-3 at half, and then the Chiefs ended up marching their way back. Maybe it was 10-6 at half. I'm going to check halftime Super Bowl 2024 score. Let's check that real quick. Um, can we just, yeah, um, it was 10-3. I was just making sure. Yeah, so it was 0-0 at the end of the first, 10-3 at the end of the second. Um, 13-10, Chiefs up at the end of the third. And then at the end of the game, it was, well, at the end of the fourth quarter, it was 22-22. And at the end of the game, it was Chiefs 25-22. A lot of interesting numbers. I bet people that had squares uh, did not turn out the way you want to. I think 3-0 is like the only one there that I would be like, oh, yeah, when I originally had. But uh, So very funny on the squares, the way that worked out. It was the most watched Super Bowl in history. I did say I figured it would be, but, um, man, it, it, <laughs> it was actually the most watched telecast in American history since the moon landing. That's insane. It had 800 million more viewers than last year. So that's pretty nuts. Um, a lot. And um, the, the most viewers since the moon landing is crazy. So obviously that means it outranks any other Super Bowl in watches. So it's just um, absolutely insane. <laughs> Realistically, absolutely insane. Um, success of the NFL, and that's the nature of having the next best quarterback. Uh, probably, I think after this one, he's like officially the second best quarterback of all time. And um, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, who are obviously, you know, Taylor Swift, the most 
famous person in the world and um Travis Kelsey also uh he's pretty famous too so um yeah Mahomes has just an insane aura because watching the game you guys know I was rooting Chiefs and they're down 10-3 at half and my dad was like well Ryan I know you really thought those Chiefs were gonna win but they're down pretty big early and I remember I was sitting there I was like I really have no concern like I I was like a seven point lead for the Niners is nothing with Mahomes like, they could get the ball with 40 seconds left at the end of the game and down seven, and I'd be like, ah, he could do it. Like, that's just the power of Mahomes. I feel like Travis Kelsey's always there on, like, a third and ten that they really need. And it was that way later in the fourth quarter. And um, he had some clutch plays. Obviously, there was the big thing that went on with him yelling at Andy Reid. I knew some guys that were, like, pretty upset about him for that, but I was also like, Travis is a human being. And... Sometimes you lose your temper in an intense moment, and that's what he did. And if you listen to the new heights, like he talked about it later, said he shouldn't have handled it like that. But in the same sense, Coach Reed and him are good, and that's really all that matters. Like Coach Reed still knows he loves him, and you know, I, I was like, I thought it was odd that everybody got really disgruntled about that. I'm like, guys, he's playing in the most watched event since the moon landing. I get if he would be a little intense, he might lose his temper. I mean, I think a like a normal person would do that. I mean, people are losing their minds over him getting upset in the first place so i think it's kind of ironic because they're like well he shouldn't be that upset in live television you shouldn't be this upset on twitter over him doing that so i guess we're all just getting overly upset for no reason so i think there's there's some heavy irony there and plus like i've played basketball football players before they sometimes they just get really mad and that's i get they're like oh well he's a professional he's a role model uh yeah he is but He's also Travis Kelsey. I mean, Jason's known for sw- being shirtless in Buffalo and slamming beers. So it's like, really going to act like he's like all posh and proper? Because he's not. So I, I, I just think it's odd. I also appreciate that more than like, as much as I like C.J. Stroud, he's a little robot boy. Where, you know, all his answers are very crisp and it's like exactly like a speechwriter would write him. And he never does anything wrong. And that's great. He's a great guy to put on a box of Wheaties. But Travis Kelsey's like a normal dude. It's what a normal dude to do. It's kind of, you know, lose it. Like he lost his shit, and normal people do that. It was an intense moment, so I get it. Yeah, but it's crazy how Mahomes, like, has just hit that level where you just really can't ever count him out, and for good reason. Um, Cousin Sal pointed out on uh, the Bill Simmons podcast, he was like, he was talking about this, and I thought this was an incredible point. He's like, Mahomes has the wife, who's pretty crazy, the brother, who's just completely off the rails, his dad now getting his third DUI. I think his dad's in prison now. And his best friend on the team, Travis Kelsey, is dating the most famous person in the world. And Mahomes just goes out there and, sl- like, slings it. Like, it just locks in. I'm like, that's incredibly impressive. I'm like, yeah, it really is. Like, He's got so much other stuff going on, and he just focuses up, locks in, and is so much better at football than anybody else. Like, it's actually crazy. So that's – it's. I mean, that's. I feel like this speaks even more to Mahomes' greatness. And I think there's an interesting thing with Mahomes on this one where if he would have lost this Super Bowl, like let's say the Niners go up and the Chiefs just aren't able to come back. Not like Mahomes plays terrible. They just don't want to pull it off. 
there's a real window where it's like, okay, he's two for four in the Super Bowl. Let's, you know, he's he's obviously like the best quarterback, but ah, he's probably not going to catch Brady. Now he's got the only Super Bowl he's ever lost is to Brady, and the only other playoff game he's lost is to Joe Burrow. It's pretty nuts resume. Like, really nuts. So, well, the only active playoff loss. I mean, he's only lost playoffs three times. Twice to twice to Brady, once to Burrow. So that's, that's just nuts. Um, we'll get to more about Mahomes stuff in a minute, though. I feel like Tony killed it on the call. Uh, in the fourth quarter when the game started getting exciting because it really wasn't exciting until that fourth, third, fourth quarter, Tony got excited. And Tony got into it and he started doing his best work where he circles things and he tells you what the defenders are doing. He tells you what the quarterback's looking at. And that's why I think Tony Romo's the best is because he's clearly the most knowledgeable. And I just I just love it. And um, those of you who follow me on Twitter, at Sword of Sports Pod, uh, I think it's going to be really exciting when Tom Brady is color next year. I think he's going to he's gonna make a run for Romo's crown because I know Brady's not going to be able to hold himself back. He's going to be on TV telling you what the DBs are looking at, telling you what the quarterback's looking at, identifying the mic, all that fun stuff. Uh, Tom Brady's going to be doing that. So, I mean, I think Tony still going to be the best, but he's going to have to keep it up. The new CBS score bug. I will admit, I get that some people said it's really bland, but I just like CBS's system. I like um, – I do not like at all NBC and Fox both having like a big one in the middle. I think it looks ugly. I don't like it. Um, ESPN and CBS both have a little sliver. I like that a lot. I like how um, CBS is, is a little sliver and it doesn't like sit on the bottom of the screen like ESPN's does. But I will admit um, – it, I mean, it is a little bland, but that's kind of CBS's bread and butter. I still think CBS has the best stuff. Um, they have the best injury music. They have the best theme song. Well, Fox's theme song's pretty good, too. But um, CBS, I think, overall, is, and they've got the best broadcast duo with Nance and Tony. But I um, I get if you think it's a little bland, but I personally really like their score bug. I think they do a good job because it, it's just efficient. Um... Let's talk about just, like, the overall Super Bowl enjoyment. This one obviously got saved by the electric overtime ending. Um, the, obviously, the big debate has been, why did Shanahan take the football? I just I think he was hop, hyped up in the moment. Mahomes has this incredible thing with him where he's like, he's like a horror movie villain now where you can tell, like, when teams get up on Mahomes, they're terrified. Like until that clock reaches zero zero and they're up at the end of the game, they're always afraid he can come back. Just like us at home think he can too. The coaches and the players and the other team, they think that too. And I think Shanahan was just so hyped up on the fact that he had won the coin toss in overtime against Patrick Mahomes that he was like, Yeah, we'll take it, we'll take it, we'll take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When that probably wasn't really the most logical decision, but I think it just he just got ahead of himself. Like I I really do, I think. Um, I do think it obviously would have been the better decision to give the Chiefs the ball because then you go down and touch, score a touchdown, then you know that you got to go down and score a touchdown. So, then you know, every you know you get to work a lot different because you know it's always four-down four territory. The pressure is honestly, like, on you then, but there's almost more pressure on you if you start with it. I mean, all the arguments have been made, and I agree with them. Um, Shanahan should have deferred, but I seriously think, like, Mahomes is like Michael Myers. Like, you're always worried – when even when you're up, you're always worried he's just gonna crash. There goes the window, and there he is to steal the lead. Like that's he's just a horror movie villain. He's like the Terminator in the first Terminator movie. You until the movie ends, you're always scared he's gonna come back. 
like at the end where you think he's dead because like he was in the fire and then he comes walking out of it and he's just like the robot. That's Mahomes. He's the Terminator. So uh, I think that's why Shanahan messed up. Shanahan 0-3 in the Super Bowl, 0-2 as a head coach. The three I'm t- the other one I'm talking about is um when he was the OC for the Falcons. They blew twenty eight to three lead over to Tom Brady. Um, he has had to face the two best quarterbacks, I think, of all time in the Super Bowls, which is uh, Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady, so I'll give him a little bit of benefit of the doubt, but I'm not going to lie. We're going to talk about this more later because I do think this is going to be something that people are going to keep. People are going to call Shanahan a great coach but a playoff choker until he gets it done. I'd said for years he's been the best coach in the NFL. I feel like I have to say Reed is better right now because it seems like he is. I mean, Shanahan can't get it done. And what's the point of football? To win the Super Bowl. If you can't do that, and other guys can better than you, I feel like they might be the best. I feel like we've been on a really good run of Super Bowls. Um, This one was very fun near the end. Um, The halftime show I'll get to in a moment. It was very fun. Uh, I think I liked this more than last year's. I don't know if I liked it better than 56. 56 was great except the fact that the Bengals lost. Like at 56, if the Bengals would have won, oh my gosh, we would have had it perfect because the halftime show was great. The two teams in it were fun teams. Um, I don't really like that Rams team at all, but it was it wasn't it wasn't a boring team. Like it had Matt Stafford, had the Cooper Cup year, he was just insane, had Aaron Donald, like it was a fun roster. And then 55 could have been really cool. And it is really cool that Mahomes and Brady played against each other, but like, also, the game itself wasn't very good. And then fifty four is a classic. Like I think fifty four is really good. The Mahomes Niners first round. So, I would say this might be the best one. Like I feel like that's Super Bowl fifty four. It felt like when we entered a new era because it was. You know, Mahomes' first Super Bowl. So I'm counting that as like this new era we're in. And that's also when I started watching football the most heavily is uh, 2019 season. So to me, that's like where my brain goes. So, of course, it felt like a new era to me because it's when I started watching heavily. Before that, I was just a guy who like watched some games and playoff time, paid a lot of attention and watched the Super Bowl. But I wasn't watching every week all like now I do, like I do now. But, um, yeah, I do think this has been, this was an excellent Super Bowl. It might be just because the overtime finish and everything it's said about Mahomes. Like, this, I think, is the stamp. Like, yeah, he has a chance to be the greatest ever. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Let me look at my topics real quick, see where that was going to be. But it's a little bit ahead, but I'll just talk about it now. There's a real chance Mahomes could go down as the best ever. I mean, if he wins seven, right, and ties Brady, which I know is four more. I mean, the dude could play for potentially 10 more years, if not longer, because of modern medicine. And Brady played a while, too. you got to remember. Um, if he gets seven, I think the thing is, Brady's always going to have the fact he beat him. He is. And that kind of hurts him. But in the same sense, I think at that point, the argument will be, well, it was young Mahomes and old experience Brady. And that'll be the that'll be the argument. Which I think is interesting. I think is valid too. So, you know, I do think Mahomes has a real chance to be the go, but we'll talk about that more in a moment. Andy Reid did not retire. Neither did Travis Kelsey. Uh, Travis and Taylor getting their fairy tale ending. You guys know I was a big fan of that. So I thought that was great. 
Um, yeah, him and Reed not retiring. It's, it's wild. We'll talk about that more in a bit. Uh, Usher's performance was super fun. I really enjoyed it. I really wish he would have played DJ's Got Us Falling in Love. Kind of broke my heart he didn't. But other than that, I absolutely loved the, his performance. Um, I thought it was really good. And um, I like the roller skates. It was just, it was kind of like how I talk about they should just do Pitbull every year. Like, he did a good job. He just makes music for high school dances. Pitbull does. Or, or like clubs, right? And so does Usher. So, like, those type of artists kill it at the Super Bowl. And um, it was very smart of them to get him. And he, I mean, he did really well. And now, of course, I've been talking to people. They're like, oh, I forgot how many Usher songs I like. I'm like, yeah, I figured that would happen. So, I thought Usher did quite well. And I, uh. I really enjoyed it. So, um, I think he's even better than Rihanna last year. I'm sorry, Rihanna. I think Rihanna um, is obviously an incredible talent, but Usher is a showman, and I was very impressed by his showmanship. So, okay. Um, even Mahomes, by the way, acknowledged the fact that Brady does have that win over him because they asked him about. You know Brady, and he's like, well, he does have a win over me in the Super Bowl, so that's kind of tough, and he made a good point by that. But it's interesting, Mahomes' legacy is already pretty nuts because they always talk about Michael Jordan. You know, Michael Jordan made guys who should be legends minor characters. Like, everybody knows Charles Barkley, but Charles Barkley doesn't have a ring to his name. Everybody knows um, Pat Ewing, doesn't have a ring to his name. And it's like, if MJ isn't there, these guys' careers look completely differently. But because of Michael Jordan, they could never reach that point. And I feel like that's Mahomes right now. That's the mark of that truly special guy that makes all these other special guys look less special, like in hindsight. Like, when we look back in 20 years, there's a chance that Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, um, Lamar Jackson, none of them have Super Bowls. And it's like, oh, well, how'd that happen? These guys were great. And they're kind of forgotten about a little bit, and they're not talked about as much as they should be because Mahomes' dominance made it so they're just a guy that, you know, Bengals fans go, we had this great guy one time, Joe Burrow. Um, he, I think he's in the Hall of Fame, actually. You know, he had a couple MVP seasons. He broke this record for passing yards in the game or something like that, right? But Mahomes is the guy that everybody thinks of. And um, I think there's a real chance that – He's already doing that. He really is. And um, it's just weird because there's a lot of great quarterbacks thing in the league right now. And I feel like there's going to be a lot that end up retiring without any just because of his dominance, which is nuts. I do think it's very interesting with him losing 55, though, because uh, Bill Simmons brought it up on his podcast. Do you think if he could go back and you say, look, Mahomes, you lose Super Bowl 57 to the Eagles, they beat you but you get to win Super Bowl 55. I think he does in a heartbeat because going back-to-back in your first two Super Bowls, A, is crazy. B, that Eagles team is really good. Everybody's just like, okay, you got to be by the Eagles. And then you have a win over Brady. I feel like he'd 100% do it because you need this one. Like, you need this Niners Super Bowl. I feel like this is honestly his most important Super Bowl he's ever won because of this massive overtime comeback and everything like it was, and honestly, the fact that he threw one interception, I think, makes his performance more important because then it's like, oh, he overcame that, which I know isn't like true. Like statistically, it's obviously more impressive if he doesn't throw any interceptions. Don't get me wrong, but I'm saying I feel like people are going to look back and be like, and he came back from throwing that interception in the first quarter. 
Does that make sense? I don't know. So I feel like he needs this one, but that if he had that Super Bowl 55, that'd be crazy. Because then we'd really be like, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But I guess now the argument is, well, he's only ever lost a Super Bowl to Brady. So then there's that. Okay, should we um should we just take the Chiefs to three Pete? Like is it a lock? Is it just like, yeah, they're they're the best. There's no point in thinking of anybody else winning the Super Bowl. Um, I'm gonna be honest, I don't see how they wouldn't win it next year. Like if we're just being a hundred percent honest. Because the team's gonna be basically the same. And as long as they have Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, and Chris Jones, I don't see how they don't go to the Super Bowl next year. Like it's just reality is this team is really good. And um Mahomes has shown that he can make guys like McCole Hardman look like a stud. McCole Hardman played a great game. Um Yeah, it's he caught the winning touchdown. It's um it's weird. Like I do truly believe this team most likely will three peat because I just don't understand how someone would beat them. That's why I also think it's nuts. You can't like it's crazy to think that they've won more Super Bowls without Tyreek Hill than with. Because we're gonna look back in fifteen years and be like, Yeah, there's Tyreek Hill. He won like three or four offensive player of the years. You know, XYZ. He was like one of the best wide receivers in the league. He was the best for a couple seasons. And it's like, yeah, the Chiefs had him and they're like, Wow, I can't you know, how many Super Bowls did I get with him? Like three? It's like, well, they had him. Um, for four years and won one Super Bowl. And you'll be like, what? And he's like, yeah, after he left, they won back-to-back. <laughs> Just, you'll be like, what? What are you talking about? It's like, yeah, I, I know. But that's, I just think it's always going to be crazy to me. Anyways, um, let's talk about Super Bowl odds for next year on FanDuel. Uh, right now, top favorite is the Niners at plus 500. That's so stupid to me. I don't understand why they're the favorites. The Chiefs should be the favorites. Chiefs are six fifty. Um, that means if you bet a hundred dollars, you get six hundred fifty dollars back. I don't know why you wouldn't do that because it's probably a lock. Ravens are third at plus nine hundred. Lions behind them at plus twelve hundred. Bills tied with them at plus twelve hundred, and then Bengals after Bills at plus fifteen hundred. Last place, my Carolina Panthers at plus. Uh, 2,500, so um, not the best odds. Well, not 2,500. I think it's 25,000. Yeah, it is. Wow, plus 25,000. So if I bet 100 bucks on the Panthers when the Super Bowl and they did next year, I'd get $25,000. Um, eh, it's probably a waste of my money. Definitely not going to do that. I'm going to be really honest. I, I even, I don't, I don't even think that's happening. <laughs> but, um, now, the Texans are the interesting one to me. They're plus 2,500, and Packers are plus 23. So that's those are both interesting that stick out. But for being honest, the Chiefs are I just – I don't understand how you would really slow them down. Um, barring injuries or until Mahomes or Kelsey. And I, I mean, if Mahomes went down, that would obviously do it, right? But if he, as long as he's healthy, I just don't – I don't see anybody. I mean – I guess the question is, where what are we going to be talking about Mahomes in 15 years? Where is he going to be? I'm going to be honest. I think he's either the second best of all time or he's the best of all time, like the greatest of all time, because he's got a real chance to win as many as Brady. If he wins more, he will be the GOAT. If he wins as many, it's going to be an argument. But he's made some incredible plays at 
Um, he's not even at the midway point of his career, and he's already got a Hall of Fame resume. And we all know he's the best, and he, I think this Super Bowl, I think kind of gave him a legendary status. That comeback was quite impressive, especially the overtime win. Like, it it was... Um, it was pretty perfect, honestly. And I think it's like secu- he's got that moment now. He's won two Super Bowls, but now he's got that moment, with that, that huge comeback in overtime. And you forced OT, you go to OT, you got to get a field goal or a touchdown, and he marches him down the field and gets him a touchdown. Like he's got that moment, that drive that everybody's like, wow. Granted, do the Niners have a top five defense? I said no before the Super Bowl. Um, but the Niners are shutting him down early. And I think it was interesting. The Niners played bad as soon as they started speeding up. Like, the Niners played defense really well. When Chiefs would do a play, huddle up. Chiefs would do a play, huddle up. When they went to the no huddle and the Chiefs were improvising, the Chiefs were rolling off the cuff, and the Niners just had to kind of improvise too, that's when the Niners struggled, and that's when their defense fell apart. Shanahan was really good at planning for the Chiefs. You could tell he had a great plan. But as soon as he couldn't, you know, as soon as he had to react, do reactionary um, coaching, reactionary coaching I think reactionary is a word do reactionary coaching that's when they fell apart like when he had to keep up with Mahomes and Reed um, just calling plays quickly and getting out and going and uh, doing no huddle and just running down the field and getting ready to go that's when Shanahan fell apart and uh, that's when the Niners fell apart so I think it's interesting thing to look at is when they could plan um, they did great and when they um, when they had to think on their feet that's when they struggled okay Super Bowl 59, i got to make a pick. It's going to be in New Orleans. Um, if I'm being honest, I really should just take the Chiefs. I really think they probably are going to 3 P. I I feel like there's not really anything that can stop them. Um, I think they're going to be better next year than they were this year. It's just crazy because they won the Super Bowl this year. I feel like we all need to remember the fact that the Chiefs, we did not expect them to win it this year. Like I just want to make sure it's clear. Like Going into this playoffs, most people did not take them to win the Super Bowl, and they did, so it's just nuts. But anyways... I really should take the Chiefs to win it, but I'm going to have some fun. I'm going to go Texans over Packers. See CJ winning his first Super Bowl. I think CJ is the only one who has a chance to be to match Mahomes' legacy. I think if there's any quarterback in this league that is going to be the Mahomes stopper, it's going to be CJ Stroud because he's got a very good team at a young age where he can go out and he can get a Super Bowl in his second year in the NFL, and it's like, okay, he's got a chance to um, – be the guy to slow down the Chiefs dynasty and stop Mahomes from just completely dominating because I don't see anybody else doing it. As much as I love Joe Burrow and the Bengals, and apparently they're going to keep T. Higgins, they're going to do a franchise tag him, which I think is smart. Kind of sucks as a Panthers fan, but I think it's smart. Hopefully the Panthers go out and get Mike Evans. But um, I think the Bengals maybe, but I'm not going to bet on it because I've also seen the Bengals lose to this uh, Chiefs team two years ago. So I think Stroud might be the guy. I think Stroud might be the dude to slow down uh, Mahomes. Maybe it's Burrow, but I think it's going to be one of those two former Ohio State quarterbacks. But Burrow, as I always say, is a former LSU quarterback. He got his schooling from Ohio State. He played football at LSU. Come on, guys. But, um, yeah, I think Stroud is going to be the guy. Um and he's going to start his legendary career because I think Stroud could legit be him. But um, we'll have to see how that goes next year. Um, so I'm taking Texans over Packers. Packers, for obvious reasons, they're like the fun pick everybody seems to be taking for next year's Super Bowl because 
man, Jordan Love looks great. Like he's probably going to be top five favorite for MVP betting once the betting opens up on MVP next year. I don't know if they have it already up, but uh, Jordan Love, I think, can have a big year next year, and I think that team is going to be really good. Um, I would love for it to be Chiefs-Lions. I honestly thought about putting the Lions in my Super Bowl 59 pick, but I don't want to take the chance that I'm cursing the Lions. So I'm fine cursing the Packers. Um, I don't really want to curse the Texans, but I'm fine with it. Um, so I don't want to take a chance of cursing the Lions. If it was Lions-Chiefs next year, it'd be great, but um, I feel like if the Chiefs get there, they're like a guaranteed win. I just don't see them losing a Super Bowl. So um, I do think the Chiefs might three-peat, but I'm going to take Texans over Packers for Super Bowl 59 because I think it's a fun pick. All right. We will remember this season as the time when, start off, C.J. Stroud was electric as a rookie. Uh, he had probably the best rookie season of all time, like regular season-wise, so we'll always remember that. We'll also remember the Eagles starting hot and crumbling. They There's always going to be talked about, like when people, a team starts really hot, I think for the next like five, six years, people are going to be like, well, that Eagles team in 2023 started really hot, and then look at what happened to them. Also the Bucks in the first round. Uh, it'll be remembered that Jason Kelsey retired, uh, one of the greatest offensive linemen of all time. Obviously going to continue to be super famous because of New Heights and all the stuff him and Trav do. So he's, you know, this will always be remembered that season. This will definitely be remembered as the season that Taylor Swift started dating Travis Kelsey. This, that'll definitely be remembered. Uh, this will be remembered that Joe Flacco won comeback player of the year over DeMar Hamlin. I still don't agree with this, but it'll be remembered that that happened for better or for worse. This will be remembered as the year that Lamar and Shanahan became known as playoff chokers. Um, until one of them wins the Super Bowl or both of them win the Super Bowl, um, it's probably going to stick with them. This is going to be remembered as a season that Puka Nakua came out of nowhere and was absolutely elite because that was insane. Like, it was crazy. The Puka Nakua just dropping onto the field and being nuts. That was nuts. So this will always be remembered by from that. Um, fourth round pick, I think, just coming out of nowhere. Crazy impressive. Uh, the big thing everybody's going to remember is how many backups played. Um, Anthony Richardson, Cousins, and Burrow all went down. Gardner Minshew, Josh Dobbs, and Jake Browning all went in. There was obviously a lot more situations of backup QBs coming in, but this became the year that it was apparent you need good backup quarterbacks. And um, Joe Flacco, right? He was a big part of I mean, comeback player of the year, backup quarterback. So Aaron Rodgers um, getting hurt through not even on – the, he didn't even get through four downs. I think it was literally on the fourth or third down of his Jets career, and he got hurt. So that will always be remembered from being this year. Uh, let's hope this year is remembered as the year that legendary quarterback Bryce Young struggled. Um, Bryce Young hopefully goes on to be one of the best quarterbacks of all time, and uh, he really struggled his rookie year. I'm hoping that this is the way his rookie year is remembered. Please, please. Um, this will be remembered as the time that Usher performed halftime and was very happy to see Alicia Keys. He was what he he seemed very happy. Everybody in my family thought they were dating, and I looked it up, and they weren't. So, um, you know, I think Alicia Keys. I think she's. Uh, I don't know if she's married to, but she's with Swiss Beat. Uh, Swiss Beats, I think is the name. Either way, um, might have to have some words of Usher. This will be remembered as the year that the Lions became America's team and hopefully became perennial playoff. Um, not playoff, perennial Super Bowl contenders. That's my hope. Uh, this will be remembered as the year that we all didn't think much of the Chiefs, and then they went back-to-back -back because, yeah, I mean, we really didn't we really didn't think they were, you know. I, I, I stand by. I don't really think. I think most people thought after the first couple games of the year the Chiefs were done, and then they went back-to-back -back Super Bowls. Crazy. This will be remembered as the year – that Mahomes made it clear he was the second best of all time, and maybe he potentially goes on to be the greatest ever. We'll have to see. 
final thoughts on the year for the 2023 NFL season. Was it a hood classic? I feel like we've been on a really hot string of NFL seasons. We've had some really great stuff as of late, I'd say. Um, I'm trying to think. Does, was 2019 when we really started cooking? I don't know if I should say that. I think 2021 was a really strong season. 2023 was too. Um, 2022 was a little weaker. I don't think there was as much exciting stuff. This was a great year. Uh, there was a lot of fun storylines. I think there was a lot of um, um. I just I felt like every week um the difference between a good team and a bad team wasn't that large, and I think that led to a very fun season with some odd outcomes. And um, you know, it won't always be like that. You know, I think that gap will be larger in the future. But for the time being, it was fun to see. Um, the gap not be that large. And there was like, you know, some of the worst teams in the league could score a good amount of points on some of the best, and that was fun. So, I think it was a Hood Classic season. I'll be honest, I think it was one of the best NFL seasons I've seen in my life. It's a really great year. I'm sure we're going to talk a ton about the NFL draft coming up, but uh, we're not going to do any of that here because we got like two months. So, I got, I got time. It's going to be in Detroit, baby. So, it'll be fun. Um, Justin Fields might be going to the Steelers, so that'll be interesting. And uh, I do think it's interesting. Somebody brought it up. I was on the Bill Simmons podcast. He's like, why is Robert Sala still the coach of the Jets when they could get Bill Belichick or Mike Vrabel? And I'm like, that's a really good point. Uh, a friend of mine told me, well, it's like, they were like, well, you know, you don't just want to start popping around coaches. And I get that. He's right. But uh, he's like, you know, he's been there for a couple of years, I think, what, three or four years. And so it's like, He's built a culture. The guys there know him. You want to kind of keep things the same and keep consistent. You can't just go around firing coaches all the time. Like Ohio State men's basketball. I don't understand why they got rid of Holtman. I'm a big Holtman guy, but whatever. Um, so I get why they're still solid, but it is interesting because it's like I 100% believe Belichick and Rabel are better coaches than him. You're just sticking with him because – You've had him for a while. And I get you don't want to move on, but in the same sense, if you know somebody else is better, you know. I don't know. I'm not a Jets owner, nor am I the GM. So I'm just a dude running the podcast. All right, that's it. That's the final time we'll talk about NFL for a little bit, um, barring something unforeseen. So UFL, am I actually going to watch this? I think, yeah. Uh, the USFL and the XFL have uh, joined together to create the UFL. And um, I got to pick my team. I'm going to go with the Birmingham Stallions. They won the last two USFL championships. Uh, I was going to go with the St. Louis Battlehawks because they have AJ McCarron as their starting quarterback. But then I was like, why would I pick a team that wears blue when I'm already a Panthers fan? I might as well spice it up a little bit and do something fun. So I decided to go for the Birmingham Stallions that wear maroon and gold. So very different than uh, most of the teams I like. The only team that they have a similar color scheme to is the Cavs. Uh, but... It's all right. It's all right. I really like their jerseys. They're really sweet. Um, it also does help that they won the last two USFL championships. They're, like, kind of the favorites to win the UFL championship, and so I'm kind of cool with that. They also just got Matt Corral from the Panthers. Well, not he's not from the Panthers. We cut him before the first game of the season. But former Panther quarterback Matt Corral or Coral, I can't really remember. But anyway, um, the old the uh, old Ole Miss quarterback is now going to be probably the starter for the Birmingham Stallions. And the league kicks off March 30th. I'm pretty excited. So um, I'm taking the Birmingham Stallions to win the whole thing for what it's worth. Um, that's my team, and I believe in them. And I think Matt Coral 
is going to win us, win us the UFL championship. But that'll be fun to watch. Um, if I enjoy it, I'll probably just keep watching them. I'll talk about it on the podcast. Maybe I'll be like the number one podcast for UFL. We'll have to see. Let's talk about college basketball. I am so much more excited for the women's tournament than the men's tournament. I can't name you anything going on in the men's tournament at all this year. Um, the women's tournament, I'm very excited for. Um, Ohio State's been killing it with their women's team. And Iowa's obviously got Caitlin Clark's their big deal. But they just lost to Nebraska. And I don't know if that really matters that much. Like I feel like Iowa, they know they're really good. And I, I honestly do think they probably go into some games lackadaisically because they're just like, eh, we're better than them. And then the team plays really well. And they're kind of like, oh, man, I guess, guess this is going to be a game. And then it kind of catches them off guard and they end up losing. But I don't know if they really care. Like I know it's not a good thing, but I do think they're kind of like, eh, it's not that big of a deal. We're obviously going to make the tournament. We're going to make the Big Ten tournament. We'll play well in those. So... I don't know if it should be that way, but it's reality. So, yeah, I'm really excited for the women's tournament. I actually tweeted at Sleeper. Um, the only person who liked the tweet was Genevieve. So, um, I really appreciate that, G. But hopefully it gets more traction because I, I want them on their app to do they do it so you can do, like, brackets. And um, I would really enjoy if you could do brackets for the women's tournament and do a little bracket competition for the women's tournament because I think the women's tournament is more interesting than the men's this year. Very excited for that. NBA, uh, nothing has really uh, stood out to me too much this year. Just nothing super exciting. Uh, I still feel like the Nuggets are going to beat the Bucks in the finals. Uh, I still think Jokic is easily the best player in the league and the MVP. And I think the Thunder have been really good. And I called that, but I don't really think it was that crazy of a take. So that was really all I had to say for the NBA. Let's go to Ramblings, Reels, and Writing. Uh, the Fantastic Forecast has been revealed. Uh, Pedro Pascal is Mr. Fantastic. Vanessa Kirby is the Invisible Woman. We've got, I think it's Eben or Ebon. I think probably Eben. Eben Moss Bakrach. Bakrach. I'm not sure how to pronounce this man's name at all, but he is uh, the thing. And then Joseph Quinn from Stranger Things is the Human Torch. I feel like they picked the wrong Stranger Things guy to be the Human Torch. I feel like... Dacker Montgomery, Billy from Stranger Things would be perfect, but they went with Eddie from Stranger Things. Uh, Joseph Quinn's a good actor, though, so I'm, I'm happy with either of those. I get it, but I, Dacker Montgomery would have been my pick. I get why they went with uh, Joseph Quinn, but uh, it seems like it's going to be set in the 60s, and that's already cool. Like, they're going to end up time-traveling ahead or something like that, and I think that's be really fun. So I'm very, very, very excited for the uh, Fantastic Four film. I, mean, I, I, I actually, like, I wasn't that excited originally because, like, I've been not that impressed with the MCU lately. But I'm like, oh, they're setting in the '60s, and if you just look at the image they released, where they like drew the actors and actress um, on the characters, it looks really good. And, like, it looks like it's got a fun aesthetic, and it looks like the MCU is trying. And it's going to come out the same month as Superman Legacy. They're both coming out July 25th. Superman Legacy. I th not July 25th. Superman Legacy, I think, comes out the week before that. So uh, it's going to be an incredible July 2025. So clear your calendars because it's it's going to be crazy, and I cannot wait. It's going to be great. Also, Robert Downey Jr. is going to be in some show on HBO. Well, on Max. Uh, he's going to be on some show on Max where he plays every character. Uh, so that looks pretty sweet. I'm not sure what that was called, but if you look up Robert Downey Jr., max show it'll come up and that looks fun i'm gonna enjoy that so that's that's all i got for that all right um i think that's it congrats to the kansas city chiefs i'm not sure i'm gonna title this yet 
Oh, this is going to be the last episode covering the 2023 NFL season. This is my last episode where the description is a Taylor Swift song's lyrics. So um, I've, that's been a fun joke for the whole year. I am retiring that joke after this year, but it's been I've really enjoyed it. I felt like some of them were very clever. I felt like Mr. Perfectly Fine was very clever. Um, when I used it, I was really proud of the Gold Rush one. I was really proud of the first one I ever did um, with the Tim McGraw parody. Because they started as parodies, and then I just started pasting the lyrics just like purely just the lyrics themselves like I stopped getting fancy with it but um well then I sometimes did parodies like I think the one I did with like I knew you were trouble when you walked in and it was and I said this is me to Lamar Jackson or maybe that was Mrs. Me to the Bills it was one of those but um yeah I was pretty proud of it so if you haven't looked at those uh you can go back through the descriptions of all the episodes and uh see what I've set been putting and see if it was humorous to you but uh yeah, sorry. I don't know if Lex is listening to this, but Lex, if you um, are disappointed, this is my last episode with the Taylor Swift song. So, sorry. Uh, I feel like I'm eventually going to run out, so it's probably time for me to just this is, this is, end it at the end of the NFL season. Just end it. But um, yeah, that is it. Next podcast, I want to talk about why we need more rom coms. We'll talk a little bit of sports, but it's going to be mostly about that topic because. I just feel like spicing it up a little bit. And then we're, you know, the next big sports thing for us to cover will be March Madness. So we got about a month until all that. So until then, we're going to be doing the next couple episodes are going to be me talking about certain topics that I've been wanting to talk about for a little while. As far as me, um, probably going to be releasing a new skit relatively soon on the YouTube channel. So make sure you check that out on at Ryan Klinger on YouTube. And, um, I've been making YouTube shorts, really enjoying it. One of my friends, not one of my friends, all my friends, like, Ryan, you do a good job with those, but honestly, you would do even better on TikTok. And I'm like, I don't want to be on TikTok. I just self-respect thing. (sighs) I finally bit the bullet and uh, started uploading some clips of my NFL Bachelorette video to TikTok. But um, no one tell Genevieve. Uh, I'm just going to wait and see if I eventually end up on her TikTok feed because that would be hilarious, and that's how she finds out. That ended up expanding to TikTok. But um, I uh, well, I enjoy doing YouTube shorts. I'm like, it probably does make more sense to be on the app that has more u- users and it's known for that format. But um, YouTube is still, obviously, my main portion is I'm going to be uploading my skits to my YouTube channel there. But I think I'm going to switch my more short, bite-sized content where I just talk about music or just random ideas I have, and I think I'm going to switch that over to the TikTok. So make sure you, you just look for Ryan Klinger on TikTok, because that's me. And so, um, if you're interested in that. But um, I'm still not going to scroll through TikTok. Even though I'm making videos for it, I'm not going to sit there and scroll through it. I have no interest in doing that. <laughs> Literally zero interest. So, um, But yeah, um, that's been it for the podcast. You can still find this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. We're just expanding the brand. I don't know. It's I don't know if it's really a brand. I mean, I'm just making more stuff now. I just been enjoying making videos, and I figured out I really like the shorts videos. And I was like, you know, I should probably be on the app that is built for that instead of YouTube, where it's like, yeah, I mean, you can use YouTube Shorts. There's a decent amount, but you know, TikTok's kind of like the main thing for that. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll, I'll probably move over there. So. But um, if my if I do terrible on TikTok and doesn't perform well, then I'll just come back to YouTube Shorts. We'll have to, we'll have to see what goes on. I'm sure you're all very concerned. <laughs> but um, if you did listen to this all the way to the end, I appreciate it. Um, if you care to check out all that other stuff, that's great too. So um, that's been it from me. 
Uh, congrats to the Chiefs. Hopefully you enjoyed the podcast if you listened. And um, that's it. In the words of Travis Kelsey, all right now. Uh, it wasn't the best impression. But we'll live with it. I'll see you all in the next one. Thank you.